everyone, and welcome to the Dorky Diva Show. I'm your host, Savannah Kiefer, and I'm so excited to be back from a little hiatus after celebration. And today with me, I have my very good friend, Charlotte. So welcome to the show, Charlotte. Thanks so much for having me, Savannah. I'm so happy to be here, really. So it's been so great. <laughs> preface to everybody listening to the show, um, Charlotte and I met, well, we met each other in person officially at Celebration. Mm-hmm. But we have known about each other through Instagram for probably probably less than a year now. Yeah. And we are already best friends. And she's Indeed. pretty much the coolest person ever. And that's why I, I had her on the show. So um, <laughs> I wanted to have Brian back on the show this month. But my schedule was a little crazy. Um, so Brian will be back next month. And so Charlotte and I have a lot to talk about. So yes, we do. We have so much. So we're going to talk a little bit about celebration. And then, you know, my podcast is typically Star Wars focused, um, but I have an obsession with this show on Netflix called Master of None. So we're also going to chat about that for a little bit because um, I have not really heard of any other podcast talking about this show. And the second season just came out not too long ago, and I want to talk about it. So first, we're going to cover celebration. Well, first of all, we need to talk about how we met, actually, because that's a pretty interesting story. So, Charlotte, tell me about your podcast with our friend Caitlin. Yes. So, I have a podcast called Sky Talkers. Um, it's out every other Saturday, and we discuss Star Wars topics in three separate parts. Um, and Caitlin and I have been friends forever. And having a podcast just kind of makes a lot of sense. So if you're interested in hearing us talk more about Star Wars, you can find it wherever there are podcasts every other Saturday. And before we started recording, I was talking to Charlotte about how she and I met. And I thought it was through their podcast because they had me on an episode. Uh, But then we remembered that that is not how we met. Um, (laughs) I have an Instagram account, and I really don't follow very many people, so if I follow you, it's because I know you very well, and we're good friends, or you just have a really awesome Insta feed, and I noticed that Charlotte was liking my pictures pretty regularly, and I was like, who is this person? How do I I know them? And so I clicked on her profile, and I was like, okay, I don't know this girl, but she's super on fleek, like Star Wars pics are through the roof. She's cool. She's got cool style. I was like, I'm going to follow her. And then when she asked me on her podcast, I was like, oh, you're that girl from Instagram that I follow that I think is super cool and I've always wanted to be friends with. So it just worked out. It was a good situation. Yeah. And (laughs) your show was probably the most fun I've ever had on a podcast. It was just like so organic and we talked about Star Wars weekends and it's just really fun. So anybody out there who has not listened to Sky Talkers, you need to go listen to it. And my car is now branded with Sky Talkers merchandise because they have these amazing bumper stickers. Um, tell me about these bumper stickers, Charlotte. And like, how did you even come up with the idea for them? Well, okay. So the bumper stickers, I've always been... Okay, so let's let's rewind a little bit. <laughs> so I I followed you on Instagram because I heard you on a podcast and I was like, who is this awesome girl who loves clothes, loves Star Wars, loves fashion. It was, you know, it was fate. Yes. (laughs) Because we had a lot in common. At least I thought we did. And um, so I'm really happy that you were able to come on our show. But at Celebration, we gave out a bunch of stickers and we have like a ton extra. Um, 
uh, I made the stickers on Adobe Illustrator and um, one of them says girls just want to have in-depth conversations about Star Wars because honestly, it's true. That's the one and, on my car. So everybody yeah. knows don't talk to me unless you want to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and we do regular giveaways on our Twitter account for them. Um, but I also did a Leia shot first one and it was just kind of fun to be creative and like get really into it. Um, I was inspired pretty much by Steel Wars um, oh, yeah. and all his super cool oh my gosh. like the lollipops he had. I totally miss those at Celebration, and I, I really wish too, I got but one. I saw pictures of them. If you guys don't know, Steel Wars is another Star Wars podcast, and he has this amazing um, swag, like your Snoke theory sucks, and pictures of Luke from uh, The Force Awakens, and it says, have you seen this Jedi? Just like really cool swag. So Charlotte and Caitlin mm-hmm. have awesome swag for their podcast, too. And the other bumper sticker that you mentioned, the Leia shot first one, it's in like the Barbie font. Am I right? So it's like (laughs) super fun. And that's like one of my favorite things about it. It's like the Barbie font and it's cute and girly, but it's like, yo, Leia shot first. It's so awesome. (laughs) That's the idea. (laughs) I love that one. So, and I actually, I had one of those because you gave me one and Mm -hmm. then a little girl saw it and I was like, oh God, I have to give it to this little girl. This is our future. (laughs) So I gave it to her, but I obviously put the other one on my car because it like needed it. So I should, I should send you another Leia one. I think I need another one and I might need one um, for work because my file cabinet has all kinds of stickers on it. um, And I'm thinking it needs Okay, I'll send you, like, a bunch. I love it, yes. I'll just, like, pass them out at the office and be like, yo, you get a sticker, you get a sticker, you get a sticker. I'd be so down for that. You gotta. That would be awesome. So, yeah, we met through Instagram and podcasting, and we just have a lot in common, so that's great. And then we got to finally meet at Celebration, Mm -hmm. and that was super fun. And we were in the Her Universe fashion show together. Yes. And you got to wear the hair tee. Mm-hmm. Which is Love like it. one of the greatest designs in the entire world because it can be Hera or it can be Hero because mm-hmm. the silhouette of her face is on the A. So you don't know what it says, but it could be both. Um, so how was that for you? Like, were you nervous? Were you excited? Oh, everything. I was so overwhelmed. And like, thank you, Savannah, for asking me to be in that because that was honestly one of the highlights of Celebration. Oh. And I... I had the most fun meeting Ashley and wearing the shirt and being on the Star Wars show stage. And um, I was really nervous because you can't really hear anything when you're oh, up yeah. there. I couldn't hear a thing. <laughs> I was like, am I doing anything? And, yeah. you know, the Harris shirt has the quote on the back. Yeah. So you had to, like, show off the quote. And <laughs> I was really nervous that I, like, missed the, the show off the quote cue. Um, you still showed it hopefully. off, though. You still showed yeah. it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we got to walk off of the Millennium Falcon, so... Oh, yeah. That was, like, my favorite thing, is just, like, I'm just hanging out in the Millennium Falcon, wearing a Star Wars dress, no big deal, like, please. It was amazing. Yeah, so that was super fun. Um, so you and Caitlin were at Celebration together, and what was, like, other than the fashion show, what were some other highlights for you guys? Um... My number one highlight probably was meeting a bunch of people that I had talked with on Twitter and even meeting new friends. And I knew that was going to happen going into the celebration, but 
leaving Celebration, it was really impactful to meet all these different people in person and make these connections that I feel like I'm going to have forever going forward into these c- conventions. But also uh, meeting Hayden Christensen was oh. like my number one. <laughs> and you guys were like matching. Was that yeah. you? You were wearing the Death Star Plans dress. Yeah. And he was wearing yeah. like a greenish colored t- shirt, right? With blue and gray. Yeah. Yes. It was like, how did how did this happen? <laughs> yes. You guys were like coordinating and you didn't even plan it. So that means that you guys are like totally BFFs. We're meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> Move that- over Rachel Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that picture. And I didn't get to like get a picture with him, but seeing everybody's photos with him made me happy. He looked like he had a good time. Oh, um, I'm happy for him. I hope he comes back to future conventions because I know people, you know, everybody wants to hate on the prequels. But then as soon as his uh, autograph tickets went up, they sold out. So it's like, really? You know, mm-hmm. people still want to meet these actors and actresses from their prequels. And no matter how you feel about the movies, it's still really cool to get to have like a an interactive moment with somebody that was in the movie. Like, it's just really cool. For sure. So I thought it was awesome that he was there. Um, and he got to like be around Ian McDiarmid. So it was like, oh, Emperor Palpatine and Anakin just like being cool. Um, so it was a really good convention. I, whew, I had a moment cause I realized I was in the same convention center as Harrison Ford. Oh, a uh, single tear rolled down my face when I realized that, um, <laughs> it was probably the best celebration ever. It was different for me cause I was working, um, the convention rather than attending it as like a regular attendee, like I've done in the past, but it was a good different. And, um, I got to go to some panels and I, I got to see all my friends, which was great. Um, it was a really interesting experience, but it was fun because being behind the scenes a little bit more, you get to see fans meeting these actors and actresses and, I was around Ashley Eckstein a lot and it always blows my mind like how many people love Ahsoka and how much Mm -hmm. awesome positive feedback and stuff that she gets from her role as Ahsoka and just like seeing little girls give her letters that they wrote and just just so many sweet moments that I got to watch. So that was really, really cool. Um, And the Her Universe 40th Anniversary Collection released there and I finally got my C-3PO jacket with Love the that lining that looks like his belly wires. It's like the best thing ever. Um, so cool. So it was a great convention, and they haven't announced where the next one's going to be, but it's going to be in 2019, which I I'm okay with. Um, sometimes it's nice to have conventions and stuff every year, but at the same time, it's a expensive, and b it's a lot to plan for, especially if you're traveling for it. So. I think it's good to have a little bit of a year like intermission to kind of compose ourselves again and uh save up money before the next yes. celebration because they get crazy expensive especially when you want to buy everything you see um so I'm kind of hoping the next one's going to be in Anaheim because I live in California now so it's like <laughs> that'd be convenient but <laughs> I don't know I don't know what they're going to do is there a place you would want it to be I want it to be in Anaheim just because I'm not positive the Orlando Convention Center was like the right choice for this size of a convention. Yeah. And I've never been to the Anaheim Convention Center, but it seems like everyone is in agreement that it's somehow better. So yeah. Um, I I 
also kind of want to go to Disneyland again. So I'd be down for that. Yes. <laughs> and they're literally like right next to each other. You can walk yeah. from the convention center to Disneyland. It's it's amazing. So that is a huge I would. perk. That's a huge perk. Um, so hopefully, maybe they'll announce that sometime soon so people can start preparing for it. But I'm not too worried about it. But mm. this week, we got some beautiful covers from Vanity Fair shot by Annie Leibovitz of the episode eight cast and holy moly there were speechless there were tears it's so weird for me now living on the west coast because i'll wake up i wake up at like uh 6 30 uh west coast time and i'll check my phone i always check social media when i wake up and it's like boom everything has already happened in the world like everybody's living moments that i was sleeping through so it's like <laughs> i woke up and i i checked uh, instagram first and people had posted pictures of the vanity fair covers and i was like hello good morning <laughs> like uh it was just already there and people were freaking out about it so that was kind of cool and they first shared the what were there four covers Yes. And the first one had Luke and Ray kind of stirring the pot on those Skywalker vibes again. <laughs> Not sure how I feel about it. Then the next one was Poe, Finn, and Rose, the new character with BB-8. And there was a dark side cover with Kylo, Phasma, and General Hux. And then the last one was our dear... Princess Leia, General Leia, Carrie General. Fisher, she looked like a goddess, like the most beautiful outfit. She just looked so regal, just regal and strong and awesome. And it was just like, it like hits you again and it's like sad, but it's also like the most beautiful tribute. It's like a work of art. It's just a picture of her, you know, but it, it they, all the covers looked amazing, but that one I think was like the strongest. And then uh, this morning, they released exclusive images um, from the set and just more pictures of the cast and everything. And there were these pictures of Luke and Leia hugging each other. And it was like, oh my God, just rip my heart out and set it on fire. And then there's a picture of Carrie and her daughter, Billy Lord, and they were like embracing each other. And it was like, Oh, like the so sweetest, beautiful. sweetest picture. And like, I'm so happy they captured those moments because it's like, I don't really know if that character and Leia had much of a relationship in episode eight, but it's just amazing that they like captured that as a real life mother and daughter. Like, that's so cool. Um, So that was really, really sweet. What was your reaction when you like saw all of these pictures? I was so excited that we finally got them because we did think that we were going to get them around May the 4th because mm-hmm. um, they had done that in the past, I think, for the Force Awakens one. So mm-hmm. I know that we were all kind of like <laughs> wanting that and we didn't get it. So when it was released on two- Monday or Tuesday, the, f- the first four, yeah. were, we were, I was so excited. And the Carrie General Leia one is so beautiful and it's it's so almost it's almost haunting to me how they were able to capture yeah such a beautiful photograph of her standing alone like it's just gorgeous yeah. and I, it's it's shocking to me and it's just an amazing tribute the picture of her and Billy is yeah. so beautiful so I sweet. teared up and I am so happy that we also got the picture of Luke and Leia together yes 
Even yes. if I'm not, I'm not sh- totally convinced that we're going to get a reunion of them in the last yeah. Jedi, which, you know, is a missed opportunity. But the fact that we have that photo to have forever, I'm really, yeah. really grateful. And it's like, I don't know what he's going through. I don't know what Mark Hamill is feeling, but that photo, it like, it feels a little bit like closure, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it just, it's sad because you miss Carrie, but at the same time, it's like, oh, what a sweet person and like, what a mm-hmm. sweet relationship that they had as friends and they've known each other almost their whole lives. Like, I hope that meant a lot to him because I think it meant a lot to the fans. So that was really cool. Um, but then we got some super, super awesome pictures of Ray in the Millennium Falcon cockpit with Chewbacca and she's like got this one picture and she's holding a lightsaber and then Kylo's holding his lightsaber and another picture and just all the photos are so striking oh by the way we got Captain Phasma without a helmet on I was not sure if I wanted that I was like "Mm, do I want them to show her face in these movies or do I want it just to be like a helmeted figure that you know is a woman based on her voice and her body stance? But dude, mm-hmm. that helmet off picture, she looks like she smells something stanky, but <laughs> she looks awesome and her hair looks really cool and like she looks like a warrior. Um, totally. So I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. And I think it'll be interesting like in the movie when we first see her again, is she already going to have her helmet off or is she going to like take it off or... I don't know. Those moments are just cool to me. Um, mm-hmm. So I think me that's too. exciting. So I really like that. Um, I haven't had the time yet to read through the interviews in full. I've just kind of skimmed them. Um, but I read something about Harrison Ford being a leading man. And I was just like, yes. <laughs> um, so I don't even remember what that part of the interview was. But I really appreciated that one part. Um, so I'm excited this weekend to like sit down and actually go through the interviews and read all about them and actually pick up the copies of the magazines. But I think it's so great that Annie Leibovitz has gotten to shoot so many moments for Vanity Fair of the Star Wars movies. And it's like a lot of the pictures are comparable to each other. There's always like a wide shot of maybe four or five cast members just sitting like waiting for set Mm -hmm. dressing or whatever. And it just... I don't know. They, it's just really cool to see how things change over time, but yet they're still kind of the same. and They have the same vibe. And she has a really beautiful style with her photography and the way that she edits her images. They're like, they look like oil paintings almost. They're, mm-hmm. just, they're like works of art. I want to get prints of these and like frame them or something. They're so Me pretty. too. So. Me too. Like I want to see the ones without the words on them like I'm I'm ready for that and maybe they're already out there and I just totally missed it but I really I need them I need them yeah I I was thinking like oh man I would love to frame that one of Carrie and like put it above my desk at work because I've got a lot of wall space to fill and I think it needs to be filled with Star Wars stuff so obviously (laughs) um so that was really exciting and it's crazy to think like tomorrow or today depending on when you're listening to this episode it's the 40th anniversary of a new hope like how how in the world i wasn't even alive then but me neither (laughs) it's amazing that this franchise has just gone on and been successful for so long it's just like so cool it's grown and grown and grown and it's so generational like it keeps striking me every single time i think about it how 
Star Wars means something to each generation that's lived with it. It's yeah. just incredible. It's, yeah. it's so awesome. And it's special. Like everybody, not everybody, but for most people, unless you lived under a rock, you have some special moment that ties you to Star Wars. Like, oh, mm-hmm. my mom showed me the movies. Or, oh, I got my first action figure and it was Han Solo. And then I watched the movies. Like everybody's got a story. Or, you know, they've met their best friends through Star Wars. And it's just really cool. So, um I don't know if anything will be, like, announced tomorrow or revealed or anything for the 40th anniversary, but I'm excited to, like, go on social media and hear people talk about how much they love Star Wars and, like, see people's outfits that they're wearing to celebrate Star Wars, so. um, Me too. That's, like, first of all, what are you going to wear tomorrow? Do you have a plan? Uh, I'll probably wear the romper I got at Celebration. Oh, that's cute. Um, Yeah, I'm, like, looking at it right now. Uh, (laughs) It has pockets, so... Yeah, I'll probably wear that because I live in Atlanta and it's hot, so I'll yeah. probably do that. But um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I have um, a T-shirt from Celebration, and it's red, and it has the 40th anniversary logo on it. So I think I'm going to wear that. And then I have the 3PO jacket I was talking about, which has the yeah. 40th logo on it too because I get cold in the office, so um, that jacket is like – my favorite thing it's perfect yeah it's, it's so cool and I'm not even a big 3PO fan and I still love it see I'm a huge 3PO fan and that's why I was so excited when I saw that design I was like finally he's getting some love like yay <laughs> and it's sold really well like it's pretty much sold out online um which is I mean it's half good half bad I hope everybody that wanted it got it because it is like, yeah. a legit awesome jacket but I think I'm gonna wear that tomorrow and I usually wear comfortable shoes at work but I have some sparkly R2-D2 flats, and I think I'm going to have to break them out tomorrow. And they're not that comfy, but on special days, they're so cute. you just have to go with it. Um, Yes. So I think I'm going to wear that. I'll probably post pictures of my outfit. But on that note, we need to talk about Master of None, because I could literally talk about Star Wars forever, (laughs) but I also want to talk about this show. So... You know, it might seem weird that I'm talking about this on my podcast where I, t- I usually talk about Star Wars stuff, but the great thing about the Dorky Diva blog and just the whatever you want to call it, brand or whatever, is that it's it can be whatever I want it to be. <laughs> so as my interests change and as I find more interests, I want to be able to talk about it. And I think the Dorky Diva is the perfect place to do that because for the most part, the people that listen to my show and follow me online, we're all pop culture fans. And Mm -hmm. that's what I'm going to be talking about on here. And um, a lot of people now have Netflix and they watch special Netflix shows. And Master of None was created just for Netflix by Aziz Ansari. And if you don't recognize that name, you might know him as Tom Haverford from Parks and Recreation. He's also a very well-known comedian. He wrote, directed, and starred in Master of None. And the first season came out in 2015, so a little while ago. Um, And the second season just came out like two weeks ago, I think. Um, And it's interesting because the show isn't nerdy at all. Mm -mm. It's just... It's just one of those shows that talks about a lot of real-life topics in a very relaxed way. They talk about things maybe people normally wouldn't talk about or things that make people uncomfortable. And it's just really interesting. Um, So 
I discovered that Charlotte also watches this show because I tweeted about it probably 17 times in a row after I watched the second season. And then finally, some people chimed in and Charlotte was like, I watch it too. And I was like, yay, this is why I love you. <laughs> so um, if you haven't watched this show, I would say, you know, maybe go check it out. We're going to be talking about spoilers, but we're going to talk about it a little more at the end of the show, uh, like the major spoilers. So we'll warn you guys before we talk about that. But for the most part, I just wanted to go through season two um, and chat about like each episode and what we liked about it. So to summarize the show, it's about this guy named Dev and he lives in New York and he's an actor. And pretty much it's like Aziz Ansari's real life in a show form. And he um, he's Indian and he's an actor and he faces, you know, maybe some trouble sometimes um, getting hired and like enjoying his job and making friends and dating. And so the show is a lot about like his dating life and being happy and stuff. Um, so in season one, he met this girl and they dated and spoilers, um, they broke up and he decided to go to Italy and learn how to make pasta. So season two starts with him in Italy making pasta, um, from this Italian family. And, the very first episode in season two is all black and white. And I don't know about you, Charlotte, but my all-time favorite movie, Sunset Boulevard, is a black and white film. And I just love anything in black and white. It's just, like, so simple and it's fun to see how, how directors and cin cinematographers play with light when you don't have color. Um, but it was kind of surprising. Like, were you expecting the whole black and white thing? I wasn't, you know... I Maybe maybe it does get a lot of credit, but in my opinion, I don't think Master of None gets a lot of enough credit for how creative it is. Mm -hmm. So maybe it wasn't like a huge surprise that it was in black and white, but it was like a little jarring coming from season one straight into season two with the black and white. Um, yeah. Because it really, it did fit the tone. Like here he is in Italy making pasta, living his best life, he thinks. Yeah. Um, you know, and it it was very reminiscent of, High School Thief, right? Mm -hmm. I think um, so. It, it was. It, I really enjoyed that episode, and you're right. Like it is always amazing to see how directors play with light when there's an absence of color. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's really fun, and in that episode, um, he's he's speaking in Italian quite a bit. So the the captions are on, and you can see what he's actually saying. Um, and it's funny cause he's still like learning Italian as he's talking and it's just really funny to like see him interact with people. So I don't want to spoil the plot in that episode too much, but it's really cool that it's in black and white. And then the second episode called Lenaz is about him. He's still in Italy and his best friend Arnold from New York comes to visit him and they go to a wedding together and the wedding is actually Arnold's ex-girlfriend and he dated her for 11 years. And then he realizes that the guy she's now marrying literally looks like his twin. And <laughs> she told him when they broke up, I guess, that she just wasn't like physically into him or not really attracted to him. She wasn't, you know, he wasn't really her type. And so when Arnold saw this other guy that looks just like him, he kind of freaked out. But I love Arnold and Dev's friendship because it's like 
the ultimate bromance, but not like an, it's not weird. It's just, it's kind of awkward and it's really funny. And they like sing random things together in Italy and they're just like eating pasta and like singing about how much they love to eat pasta in Italy. It's just really funny. Um, and Arnold is kind of like the perfect wingman to Dev. Um, so it's kind of cool to see their dynamic. But my favorite thing in that episode is, I think it was towards the end, they went and got two mopeds and they're just like driving around in Italy oh, yeah. with this awesome music playing. And they just look like, they just look like amazing. I don't know. It's like the dream trip, honestly. Goals. Yeah, best yeah, friend goals. Literally like, goals. I want to be in Italy with my best friend riding Vespas and like going to eat pasta. Like that would be amazing. And singing together. And singing together, yeah. Um, I love their friendship because they're different. Like they look so different. Yeah, but it doesn't like even matter. Opposites. Yeah. It's so funny. I love it. It's Arnold's, so cute. Arnold's so funny. Like I can't remember what episode it is, but so like Arnold is at his house and well, Dev is at Arnold's house and they're just like talking. And then Arnold randomly just says, yo, I popped a Lunesta, so I might be falling asleep here soon. And then he literally just starts to fall asleep while Dev is talking to him. And then he's like, can you tuck me in? And Dev is like, no, I'm not going to tuck you in. Like, that's weird. Um, I don't know. I just really, I really like the dynamic. I laugh so hard at the Lunesta thing. <laughs> I know. It's just so random. Like, yo, dude, I, I just popped a Lunesta. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just funny. Um, and they're both guys that are, like, really comfortable with their masculinity and stuff. So they don't mind, like, having a bromance because it's, like, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And I like that because, like, you know, some guys are just so wrapped up in, like, being all bro-ish and, like, manly. It's just annoying. And these two guys. So annoying. Like, they're just – they're characters, obviously, in a show. So I don't know if they're like that in real life. But um, it's just cool. It's just cool to see that. So then after that, there's an episode called Religion. And I think it's really funny because in the opening scene of this episode, um, it shows Dev as a little boy and he was raised Muslim. So they couldn't eat pork when he was little. And one day he was over at a friend's house and his, his friend's mom gave him bacon for breakfast and Dev starts to eat the bacon and... (laughs) (laughs) and he's like wow this is so good what is this and his mom is like it's bacon you've never had bacon he goes no and then Dev's mom calls him and she's like what are you doing you're supposed to be home and he's like I'm at so-and-so's house and he's like I'm eating bacon and she goes Dev we are Muslim we are not supposed (laughs) to eat pork bacon is pork and so he's like, oh, I can't eat it. And she's like, no, come home. So he hung up with her on the phone and he's sitting there, little like, I don't know, seven-year-old Dev sitting there looking at his plate, like contemplating, mm, do I eat it? Do I not? Do I eat it? And he ate it. And this like rap music <laughs> starts playing and it's just so funny. And the camera like zooms in and he's just chowing down. And it's like, that's, <laughs> that's when so you good. make the decision. Food is amazing. Um, so... <laughs> I, that's like one of my favorite parts in the whole show and it was just super funny and then after that there's an episode called first date and I was so freaking happy when I was watching this episode because he goes on a couple dates with this girl named Priya who is played mm-hmm. by the one and only Tia Sarkar um yay and Star Wars fans know Tia as Sabine Wren from Star Wars Rebels and her character is nothing like Sabine in Master of None. Um, 
but it's still cool to see her and she had a she had a very interesting character and i saw on twitter um somebody had mentioned that in the show tia answers her phone during their date and somebody was like it's probably feloni <laughs> it's probably feloni calling where are you at and i thought that was funny um then so what did you think about seeing her in that show was it weird or like i was, was so it cool? excited I was really excited. I want her to get more work. I want her to be in more places. Like, I think she's beautiful and deserves a lot of attention. Because I honestly think she's hilarious, too. Oh, like, yeah. have you seen The Internship? Yes. She's in that, too. And I love her character. I she's love great. her character, too. She's a great actress. And she's really funny and genuine. Like, she's a genuinely nice person. Um, and it's, it's, like, cool to see her get other roles. It's always cool mm-hmm. when you see people that are in Star Wars, like, doing other stuff. Um, I know it like it makes me so happy for some reason <laughs> but it's like you feel like you know them too you know yeah and like um I know Matt Lanter who voices Anakin in the Clone Wars he has this show called Timeless now mm-hmm. I've never seen the show but um I guess the show was supposed to get canceled a few weeks ago and the fans kind of rioted and they decided to renew a season um, and I just was like so upset for him when when we thought the show was going to get canceled. I'm like, I've never even watched this before. But dude, you're Anakin. Like, you <laughs> made you. everything good to happen in you, like to you in this life. So it's just funny. Like, you just get excited for people who are in Star Wars and stuff. It was pretty rare that they revived Time Timeless too. They usually when they when they cancel something, it's dead. Like, I was they can't shocked. believe they brought it back. He's I was really shocked lucky, when I and saw he that. deserved it. Yeah, I think his fan base. Uh, went a little nuts, which is, I mean, <laughs> awesome for him because now he still gets to do that show. So that's cool. Yeah, but for sure. in Master of None, there's, let's see, an episode called Dinner Party. He meets, um, so when he was in Italy, he was making pasta with his Italian family. And this lady named Francesca met him. And Francesca ended up coming to New York because her a boyfriend and who turned into her fiance. He had some business to do in New York. So she hung out with Dev a lot. And I love her character so much because she's like so Italian and she's still learning English and you don't really know what she's trying to say sometimes. It's just really funny. And then in one episode, she walks by a pharmacy and she gets so excited. She's like, can we go in the pharmacy? And he's like, yeah, and and he just didn't understand why she liked it so much. And she was like, you guys have like eight different kinds of toothpaste you can buy. This is amazing, like eight different toothpaste. I don't even know which one to pick. And then she gets excited over these little canisters of Vaseline. She's like, oh, I love miniatures. Like that's how <laughs> she says it. It's so cute. Yes. So um, she ends up hanging out with Dev a lot, and Dev likes her, but she's engaged, so he doesn't know what to do. So they kind of have this, like, on-off thing, just hanging out, being friends. Um, and then, spoiler alert, at the end of the show, she was supposed to go back to Italy with her fiancé, and she realized, yo, dude, I'm actually in love with Dev. She didn't say that, mm. but we could read her mind. And so one of the last scenes that we see is her and her fiancé in their hotel or apartment or whatever in New York. And he's like, do you have everything? Like, are you ready to leave? And she's just sitting there 
like looking off into the distance and then it cuts and then it, the next shot is her in Dev's apartment and they're laying in bed together and she's not wearing her engagement ring. And then it and cuts it, to the credits. It's so fast and I missed <sighs> it the first time and then I, I had, had to, to go rewind. back. Yeah, and I was I was so happy. Yay. I was happy too, but I'm so confused because it's like I just want to know more. Like I know. I want to know more. Are they happy? Are they dating? Like what is the deal? Well, um, Alan, I think I sent you this article, but Alan yes. Yang, one of the co-creators, he was like, I don't know if it's optimistic about the ending. Oh. I don't know what we're going to give you in season three and I read that and I was what? like what we need I know. to know I was like I think it's pretty definitive but all right <laughs> but yeah. now that I think about it maybe the look that she was giving him maybe she was like up all night and he was asleep because she wasn't liking her choice or something yeah and yeah, now I'm stressed like, <laughs> he's like kind of asleep and then she looks at him and then I think he looks back at her right I don't know it's I don't know I'd have awkward. to watch like it again. there's no talking it's very quick um all we notice is that she's not wearing her ring. Yeah. So it's just frustrating because, like, the whole entire show, you're, like, rooting for them to be together. And then at the end, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. Like, she's not wearing her ring. And she decided to be with this great guy because her fiancé was a jerk. Um, but then it's like, oh, we don't really know what happens. <laughs> so it's, like, the biggest cliffhanger. And who knows if we'll even get a season three. They have not. We have that. to. We have right. to. But it's one of those things. They've where won I, Emmys. Like I know. it's happening. It I better know. happen. <laughs> it'll it'll probably be a while though. I mean, it took us two yeah. years to get the second season. Yeah. It'll so be pretty much, long story short, that was like the weirdest conversation about this show because I basically just talked about every episode, um, <laughs> and spoiled everything for you guys. But Not really. basically, it's okay. You I should just, still watch it anyway. You should still watch it. And I just really like this show because it's so different. It's like, it's funny, but it's not funny all the time. It's really mm -hmm. serious a lot. And they talk about stuff that not many people talk about, but it should be talked about. Um, and it's just interesting because, you know, now these days, young people meet each other on Tinder and, you know, you just people have different jobs and social media is involved and I don't know it's just this show is created for younger people in these modern times and I just think it's really interesting because a lot of the shows that I like I I love The Office um but The Office doesn't really talk about social media they don't you know they don't talk about tinder they don't talk about anything like that it was made years ago so um you know it's still kind of modern but not really so this mm -hmm. show is just neat. They talk about a lot of different stuff. I think Aziz Ansari is hilarious. So um, funny. His stand-up is so good, too. Yes. I wouldn't say this show is um, family-friendly just because they do talk about relationships a lot. So I, uh, this is not a show you would, like, want your kids to watch. But obviously, like, teenagers and older, yes. Like, it's mm -hmm. a great show. I just don't want people to be like, okay, kids, let's watch this show together. Like, it's not, <laughs> it's not really like that. Um, but it is a really good show. It's interesting. So I loved season two, and every episode is like a miniature movie. They're just so mm -hmm. beautifully shot, beautifully written. The cast is very diverse. Um, I think everybody's a great actor. And the funny thing is Aziz actually has um, Dev's parents in the show, and they're actually Aziz's real parents. So it's cute to see yeah. – like, 
his mom and dad in the show and he's like they're really like this like their characters are exactly how they are in real life and <laughs> a lot of the stuff in the show that happens to Dev is stuff that has happened to Aziz in real life and I didn't really realize that I guess and I was reading this interview um or maybe it was a video yeah he was on like Jimmy Kimmel or something talking about it and in season two he's driving around in Italy with Arnold and they get stuck in an alleyway like their car gets stuck in this alleyway and he said yeah that actually happened in real life and he like pulled up his picture of it and that legit happened in real life that's so funny I would include that in my show too yeah Yeah, I would (laughs) so I thought that was hilarious because it's like when you watch that it's like kind of funny but not really you know it's not like the funniest thing and then when you realize that actually happened it's like oh my gosh that makes it so much funnier because how do you even yeah. drive your car down a little tiny alleyway? Um, <laughs> yeah. So if you do watch the show, I would say look up some interviews with um, with Aziz and then the co-writer, Alan, Alan Yang. Is that what his Yang, name yeah. Yeah. Because um, it gives you a little bit more insight on the show. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Why do what you was like your- the show, first of all? Because I, I don't know if we like it for the same reasons. Um, I think that it covered a lot of ground. Um it was beautifully shot. It felt very modern, like you mentioned. It covered a lot of issues, and it didn't stick to a format. I find a lot of shows these days don't stick to a format. It kind of bothers I do stick to a format, and it bothers me because then, like, nothing is unexpected. And, right. you know, you, the creators and writers don't have the freedom to go outside its bounds. And I think that a place like Netflix is re- a really good place for, like, these shows that – don't follow the format to be. Um, and I loved that about uh, Master of None. I also agree with you that the actors and actresses are really good um, yeah. and really yeah. different. And, you know, I haven't seen, I hadn't seen like most of them before. Yeah. And now I'm like obsessed. Yeah. Um, it's And I was just going to say that too. These actors and actresses aren't really people that you know about. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Aziz Ansari is in Parks and Rec. And like we mentioned that we recognize Tia Sarkar. But pretty much everyone else, I've never seen these people before. Um, yeah. So it's kind of fresh. And sometimes I have a problem where I see an actor or an actress in a TV show. And then I see them in another show or a movie. And it totally messes me up. Like I literally cannot appreciate any of Chris Pratt's movies because when I watch him all I think of is Andy (laughs) Dwyer and I don't know why I do that because his personality is very different in some of the movies he's done but I just can't watch it it's just like I can't get Andy Dwyer out of my head but it's nice and refreshing to see so many you know new faces in Master of None. Mm -hmm. It's funny that you mentioned that because Caitlin actually before The Force Awakens Mm -hmm. she didn't watch any movie with she stopped watching girls and like she didn't watch any any movie with any of the new actors so that she could go in fresh and not associate anything with it and it's funny because I didn't do that and like it's sometimes hard to look at Adam Driver yeah (laughs) after girls I've never seen girls I've seen a few clips of it before but I saw it after I saw The Force Awakens and I'm like oh this is weird like <laughs> I know <laughs> what the heck just happened basically yeah, yeah. um so uh, like I think that it's it's good to do that and you know always have like fresh faces um and I love that about Master of None what was your favorite episode 
Um, so I was just looking that up actually because I had a feeling you would ask. I cannot pronounce <laughs> this well. It's it's something in Italian and it says Amarzi un po. It's episode mm-hmm. nine of season two. And that's um there's a part when Francesca goes over to Dev's place to like um just like hang out and watch a movie and they end up getting snowed in so she couldn't leave. And they were going to go to bed, and then she's like, oh, I can't sleep. And, like, they got up and had this little adorable dance party thing in his kitchen to this Italian song. And I literally bought that song on iTunes. It's so oh my gosh. weird. Like, like, I read about it because I was so curious. I was like, what is this song? And I Googled it, and it's basically like the electric slide, but for <laughs> Italian people. Like, it tells you what to do in Italian. That's so um, fun. And the people that wrote the article about the song, I guess they said that, that Dev and Francesca didn't do any of the moves that they tell you to do in the dance. They just mm-hmm. did something random. I don't know. I just really like that part in the movie because it's, like, really genuine and sweet and, like, innocent. Like, they're just, like, dancing. And they weren't even, like, touching each other. It wasn't, like, slow dancing. It was, like, fun dancing. So, um, I don't know. I just really like that part. Yeah, um, that episode is also like s- pretty long. It feels super cinematic. Yeah, and I I loved that episode too. Yeah. Um, I I can't de- I can't choose a favorite, but I think I love the Thanksgiving episode with Denise because yeah. I really do love Denise. I Me think too. she's great. Yeah, and um, that episode goes through different Thanksgivings of one of the characters Denise's life, and Aziz Ansari's character Dev is also there um, every Thanksgiving and. It was a really interesting, like, I think people were talking about how it was an interesting, like, study of, like, black Thanksgivings and, like, coming out as gay in um, a black community. And it was really interesting. And I think that it was, it was hilarious, too. It was super funny. It was so funny. (laughs) And I really like those kinds of episodes and and movies and things where you revisit something every year. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of movies, like uh, holiday movies, they'll do Christmas. You know, every Christmas you'll see the family change. And I thought the Thanksgiving one was really cool. Um, Yeah, I like that a lot. And you see them as, like, kids together and how they met. Yeah, it's so cute. Because in season one, it's like, okay, Dev and Denise are, like, best friends. But it's like, we don't know how they met. We don't know how long they've known each other, really. And in this episode, we see, like, how long they've known each other. And it's really, really cute. It's It's a good episode. I like that one a lot, too. Me, too. Um, I have one more question for you because, like, I've been okay. thinking about it for yes, a while. Yes. Um. So, what do you think of the Tinder like pickup line? Um. I'm at Whole Foods. Okay. <laughs> so, like, I should explain. You should explain. Go ahead. So, first of all, um, I've never been on Tinder. Like, I've never had a Tinder before. Some of my friends have, so I've like seen it. Um, mm-hmm. but I've never ever used it. It's just not my thing. So in the show, um, Dev has Tinder, and his first message to girls that he gets a match with is, hey, I'm going to Whole Foods. Do you want me to pick you up something? And instead of saying, like, hey, how are you? Or, hey, hi, hi, hey. And so he goes on a, on a few dates with these girls that he's met through Tinder, and he, he asks one of them, you know, what kind of messages do you guys send you? I, I think she asked him, like, oh, do you pull the whole the Whole Foods line on a lot of girls? And he yeah. actually sends it to every single girl. Um, so he showed <laughs> her his messages, and they, like, showed each other each other's messages that they got. And that girl, literally every single guy was like, hi, hey, hey, hi, hey, hi, hi, hello. And Dev's was, hey, I'm going to Whole Foods. Do you want me to pick you up something? It's just like, I don't know. I don't know if that would work on me. But yeah, the that's fact what I keep that it's wondering. Different, 
is good, but it's like, why would I want, I don't even know you. Why would I want you to get me something from Whole Foods? Like, I know <laughs> and the, the whole Tinder thing just weirds me out. Cause like, I don't think I would ever go on a date with someone that I just met like through an app, but, mm-hmm. or have them bring me anything from Whole Foods to begin with. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if it would work, but I thought it was super, super funny and just random. It's it, they totally could have done a message like, Oh, hey, uh, how was your day? You know, like that's different than just a hi. But no, they, yeah. they went with the Whole Foods thing. So it's kind of, it's like super funny to me. But also in real life, I don't think I'd go for that. <laughs> I don't think so either. Like, uh, I don't think I'd go for it. But that's maybe question, it would get my though. attention though. It would yeah. get my attention. And I would scroll through their profile. And I've done, I've dabbled in t- Tinder, but like it's been a really long time and I'd get some weird messages. Yeah. Um, usually pertaining to the photos I would put up on my profile. So maybe I would respond to something about Whole Foods because like I love Whole Foods and I love food. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it's just so funny to me. Like his sense of humor cracks me up. And the stuff he talks about on his dates is just really funny. That's a good so, question though because when I was watching it, I didn't stop and think, oh, would I really respond to that? I just kind of was like, oh, that's funny. And then I like kept watching. Yeah. So when, you, <clears throat> when you stop and think about it, it's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> like who would respond to that? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And like another thing I didn't even talk about, um, they kind of touch upon sexual harassment in the show yeah. too, which is like a really uncomfortable topic for some people. But honestly – as a young woman who, you know, is around guys a lot at conventions and stuff, it's like, I have been sexually harassed many times, you know, mm-hmm. nothing physical ever, but just being taunted and, and things said to you that make you extremely uncomfortable and things that are just not called for. It happens a lot. And so, you know, people talk about it a lot on social media and, and women will share, you know, what's happened to them. But Seeing it on a show um, makes it a little more, like, ooh, disturbing. Like, oh, my gosh, I, I can't believe that this happens to people and that it's even happened to me. So I thought it was interesting that they um, they talked about that. And Raven Simone, shout out to her. Oh, yeah. She made an appearance on the show, which was really funny. <laughs> I don't think I ever would have expected that. Um, me neither. But it was cool. She was, she was on one of the episodes about – sexual harassment and she kind of called the guy out who was who was not being so nice to women and it was just really funny I liked it a mm-hmm. lot she I completely like, forgot she was in that episode I know and it was so funny it, it just I was like so oh my random. gosh Raven yeah she had like a live show called Raven Live <laughs> mm-hmm. and they made some reference to that so Raven too yes they said something <laughs> like, about um oh crap looking into the it? future or something. yes and yeah. she like got kind of sassy with him <laughs> super funny yeah I I really like that because I grew up watching That's a Raven. So that made me, me happy. Too. But yeah, the thing I, I think I like the most about the show is they talk about a lot of real life issues and they don't make fun of it. Like, you know, sometimes you'll you'll watch shows and they touch upon some of these uncomfortable topics, but they kind of make fun of it, I think, to make it mm-hmm. less uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. It's just weird. It's like you shouldn't have to do that. You should be able to talk about it normally. And I think that's what Master of None does. It's a humorous show, but they don't make anything um, – that's not supposed to be funny, funny. The, yeah, it's it, not it's, a parody. It's, exactly. It's, it's, um, it's real. It feels real. The world that they have, it feels very Yeah, like legitimate. I believe these people are real people. Dev and Francesca <laughs> are living in New York, New York together right now. Yes. And she's excited <laughs> to go to the pharmacy tomorrow. 
Yeah. Her love of the pharmacy is like, I love the pharmacy too. And so <laughs> I love the pharmacy just because they sell makeup there and I get excited. Exactly. About makeup, but her little obsession with little mini miniatures. I can't miniatures. even say it like she does. It's so cute though. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to rant too much about this because if you've never seen Master of None, you're probably bored to death right now or you've already tuned out. Um, but if you haven't seen it, I would say go watch it. And if you have seen it, please tweet both Charlotte and I and tell us about how much you love it because we want to talk to more fans of this show. Yes. It's pretty amazing. By the way, Charlotte, I need you to plug your social media okay. so people can actually tweet you about the show. Okay. So on Twitter, I'm Crarity. It's C-R-E-R-R-I-T-Y. It's a lot of ours. Um, but my podcast Twitter is Sky Talkers Pod. And they can can people kind of find you through that one? Yeah, if you find me on Sky Talkers Pod, like in in the description, I'm right there. Perfect. You can click through there. You and don't even have to same... type in those R's. You just type in Sky Talkers yeah. Pod, and then you yes. click on all those R's. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when and, I type uh, out your Twitter thing, some your Twitter handle sometimes, and it like doesn't automatically pop up. I'm like, uh, <laughs> how many letters? <laughs> how well, many like, R's? Just show me Charlotte. <laughs> It's it's my first it's my first name and then my you know my middle name is Rose so it's Charlotte Rose Erity oh. so like that's why it's like that and I never changed it because it's like that on every single thing now yeah. you know see my name my first name ends with the letter A and then my middle name starts with the letter A and when I was making my email address everybody had taken my first and last name combination so I had to put my oh. middle initial in there so it's like Savannah A and then my last name and. Everybody thinks that I accidentally typed the extra A there, and I'm like, no, it's supposed to be there. (laughs) So sometimes I'll, like, subscribe to things in my email, and I'm, like, telling the person what my email is, and I never get those emails because they thought I was, like, wrong. Saying too many A's. (laughs) Yeah, so... I, I get where you're coming from. Um, the yes, struggles. Go follow Charlotte. Also follow her friend Caitlin. Caitlin, I'm sure I will have on a future show because she is just as awesome. Um, go listen to their podcast and hit them up for some cool bumper stickers because you guys need them in your life. I'm going to be asking <laughs> for some more. I think we already covered that earlier. Um, but Charlotte, thank you so much for coming on my show. This was like so fun. It was so great. I, you're welcome on our show anytime. And this has been so fun. Well, hopefully we won't have to wait two years for season three of Master of None. Yes. <laughs> but at some point you'll have to come back on and we'll talk about other things than this show. Mm-hmm. But when that, if we ever do get another season, we're going to have a binge watching session and then we're going to podcast about it immediately. Sounds perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, Brian will be on the show next month. I have no idea what we're going to talk about, but it's going to be super fun. And thank you all for bearing with me as I did not have an episode of the Dorky Diva show up last month. Um, Things have been a little crazy since I got my new job and I moved across the country, but hopefully uh, the Dorky Diva show will be back on track starting with this month. Um, You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Dorky Diva. My Twitter and Instagram is at Savannah underscore Kiefer. And my blog is just thedorkydiva.com. Thank you so much for listening to my show, and I will see you next month. And may the force be with you.